What is up, everybody? Andrew Cooper here, a.k.a. Coupe Fiasco on Twitter. This is Coop's Fantasy Football Fiasco. I'm with Fantasy Alarm, Better Sports Network. We're sponsored by FFPC, and I'm telling you, folks, we're going to get right into it today because it's fantasy playoffs. It is crunch time, dude. No messing up. No getting cute because one loss, you're done. And if you get cute and make a weird pick and you lose because of it, you're thinking about it for the rest of the season. So today... For your fantasy playoffs, we're bringing in a heavy hitter, Mr. Justin Boone from the score. Tony, bring him out. Let's go. Bring him out. Bring him out. What's up, dude? How are we doing? I feel like with that intro, I should have like some music or something that I'm coming out to. So I appreciate <laughs> you trying to sing there a little bit just to give me something. Something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get it bumping for you, man. What's happening, dude? Yeah, I mean, this show, here's what we do for, for those unfamiliar. We go through, we try and hit on every single game. We're going to give you some prop bets and stuff if we have them. You know, if you're not in your fantasy playoffs, the dog's fired up, dude. Let's get after it. Uh, maybe a little DFS. But for the most part, we go through each matchup, tell you who you can trust, who you can't trust. Halfway through, we make an FFPC team. So, yeah, let's get after it, man. Before we get to the games, I want to ask you, man, thoughts on the game last night and uh, the firing of <laughs> <laughs> yeah game, quote, unquote, right? Uh, and Tom Telesco, Brandon Staley fired. Yeah, I mean, I'm not shocked that that I tell me, I mean, for me, I don't want to go like full hyperbole on it, but that might be the worst possible like outcome that you could have seen for the Chargers, like to show up and give that kind of effort. I was wondering and listen, I'm not a conspiracy theorist, but it was so bad that there were times in that game early on when there was so many turnovers. What I was questioning, like, oh, did the players just get together and they were like, we're going to get Brandon Staley fired this week. It's going to be prime time. We'll just keep turning over the ball and then we'll lose big time and he'll get fired the next day. Like, it was that bad. I don't think that's what actually happened, but well, maybe. that's that's well, maybe. where we're at with the Chargers. So <laughs> they needed some sort of change. Uh, I think it's a good thing for them. Um, Fantasy-wise, I'm very worried about that offense. And I know people are going to look and say, oh, a bunch of the receivers came through, right, in the passing game. But the way that game script was, like, the Raiders could just back off at some point right. and let them kind of do that. And there was just no way they were going to come back. Austin Eckler, who the week before when we thought that they were going to go to some sort of committee and all of a sudden Eckler continued to be the hot hand and seemed like he was going to be okay – I thought he would still get there on volume. That didn't happen. Now you got to be worried about him the rest of the season. So it's it's awful in terms of fantasy. It's terrible in terms of the coaches and you know GMs that are getting fired because of it. Um, and yeah, on the Raiders side, <laughs> you go from one extreme to the other. You go from them not being able to score the week before to them putting up that massive total. And the reality is somewhere in between. Dude. The people who are calling me. for Aiden O'Connell now and asking the question like, oh, is he is he going to be the quarterback there? Is he the guy for the future? No, of course not. He's going to be like a good backup, I think. But he is not the answer long term. They just played a team that has completely given up, clearly. Given up, dude. Yeah, I mean, I'll tell you what. That Aiden O'Connell thing killed me because a kid in a very big league, I don't know what happened. He, he left Keenan Allen in his lineup, dude. So I'm sitting there. I'm like, nice. Found money, right? <laughs> and oh, you know what I did? I started the Chargers defense, dude. So that matchup, he got a zero. I'm actually losing. I have negative three. So just unbelievable. Ouch. Unbelievable. Yeah, that hurts. <laughs> I think there's going to be a lot of people after last night that are going to have some pretty wacky results. Uh, I had to play Zamir White in a few spots with some running back injuries. I, I was just happy to get away with it. When he scored that touchdown early, I was like, that's all I needed. I Just give me that Jay. touchdown. The rest of my team's good. I'm fine. And the fact that the game script went like that and they were able to you know, give him a lot of work and basically everybody on the team scored a touchdown. So if you started a Raider, you're in pretty good yeah. shape now going into the weekend. 
I was nervous for Devontae Adams after the first five touchdowns, but he, you know, <laughs> I was like, it's like oh. all of a sudden you look up and it's like, oh no, he's fine. He, he's, he's fine. He's yeah, good. I'm like, I'm running. We're running out of touchdowns here. How many can there be? Spoiler <laughs> alert: there can be quite a few. So we did all right there. Uh, shout out to the folks in the chat. Albert hanging out. Uh, Kayaks and Broadsbacks has a Dino question for you before we get in, folks. Today we have a full slate. If, if people that have watched the show before know that we've actually famously never made it through the whole slate without having to go rapid fire. Uh, <laughs> let me know what the over under is in the chat. They said it at seven and a half games last week and we hit it the over for the first time with eight, but uh, we'll see what we can get through here. Uh, but dynasty uh, question here. He wants to know moving forward. Would you rather have Deandre Hopkins or Josh Palmer packaging one of them up in a trade deal? Interesting. Uh, I would still go with Hopkins. I think based on his skill set, he's one of those older receivers and we're already seeing it that he's declining but he's still finding ways to win out there. So I think you're still going to get a rest of this season and then at least one more season of good production for him. I'm not overly excited about Palmer long-term. I think they're going to go out and get some other guys if they have to get rid of Keenan Allen and Mike Williams, which if you look at the contracts and what's going ahead for the salary cap there with the Chargers, good chance they're going to have to make some changes at receiver. But yeah, I don't think the upside is there with Palmer, even though, like I said, people are going to be excited because they see the long touchdown last night a little bit so i would still go with hopkins assuming that you're trying to contend this season if we're looking if you're you know in rebuild mode or something then maybe you try to get rid of hopkins but i would try to still get something more than palmer maybe even just rookie picks that you could do something with wow your own countryman man toronto dave's gonna be very disappointed <laughs> when he uh checks this one out later and done sending the over under at nine games i'm telling you right now and i did a show with justin earlier this year the answer is no chance on nine yeah. games. The I, official... I talk a lot. I tend to ramble. We know that, especially no, when you're on my show, I make a few more notes. I try to keep us on track. I'm directing traffic. When yeah, I go yeah, on other yeah. people's shows, we might get through like two games here the way I You're do. the guest, man. This is your this is your <laughs> spot, man. You get to you get to put your feet up and, and say your stuff. So yeah. Uh, and but I will say about DeAndre Hopkins real quick is that his style of play does age well, right? You look at guys like Anquan Bolden, you know, that possession receivers that he was I would go as far as say he was straight up slow, Anquan Bolden. And DeAndre Hopkins isn't particularly fast either, but that that style of play ages well versus the guys that rely on that other stuff. It's uh, like it's like Keenan Allen, right? People were right. writing Keenan Allen off a couple of years ago, and he continues to produce. And I think Hopkins is going to be able to continue to do that. And he's probably going to end up in a better situation. I don't think he's going to stick around in, in Tennessee. So hopefully we can get him with a, a better quarterback next season too. Exactly, man. So I'm with you on that. All right, let's get into the games. First game here, we got a Saturday slate, which is awesome. And, you know, it, the schedule works out great this week because you've got the Saturday slate, three games. Uh, there's only three games at 4 o'clock on Sunday, but they're all, they're all kind of barn burners, right? Over-under is all around 50, so that's not too bad. And then a couple decent primetime games. So, you know what? Maybe the AI robots, uh, you know, we got to give them credit when the credit's due. Sometimes the schedule looks kind of bad. This week it looks pretty good. Uh, but first game I want to look at, Vikings-Bengals. Uh, Three-and-a-half-point spread. 40 and a half point over under and i'm going to ask you for every game like is there a bet you love i don't like betting every single game i think it's i think it's kind of foolish i kind of pick and choose my spots so you know if there's nothing there just say nah but anything here that you like uh i'm i'm not big on on betting um i probably should get into more of the the props markets and stuff but it's kind of just something that i've steered clear of and put all my focus into fantasy and along the way the working with the fantasy stuff, I'm kind of dropped everything. Like even the other sports, I used to be so much more into the NBA and NHL and, and everything. And now it's just like NFL 365 for me. So uh, no, no real bets here. And I probably won't have too many bets uh, along the way, but 
Uh, there might be the odd one that pop up, especially if you mention a few that I can chime in on. Good, because we have 15 games here to talk about, and <laughs> we're 10 minutes into the show, and we've actually not talked about any games yet. So uh, that's a good thing. Uh, first game then, Vikings at Bengals. First thing I want to ask you, uh, we talked a lot of tight end stuff when I came on your show. Uh, TJ Hawkinson with Justin Jefferson back and now a new quarterback. Uh, do you do you move him? To, like everyone's got – everyone all year has basically had Kelsey one, him too. Do you move him down at all or, or consider starting other guys? Are you just saying, hey, you know what, he is who he is? I think he was the guy that was like the clear top of that next tier um, and maybe even at times approaching Kelsey when Jefferson was out. And I think now he falls back into that next pack with Laporta and McBride and some of those other guys that are there. So yeah, he's definitely going to get bumped down and depending on the matchups, he might fall even a little bit further down, you know, still going to be top five. I would imagine most weeks, but for sure, when you bring back a guy like Justin Jefferson, and I know he got hurt in that one game, but immediately when he came back, he was a factor, right? He was catching passes early. So I think he would have went on to have a, a really good game there. And I think any sort of discount that you're getting on Jefferson, take it because we were going to see it in that game. I think people were doing it that week too, where they were ranking him as like a low-end receiver one or maybe even a high-end wide receiver two, when in reality, what's stopping him from coming back and putting up really high-end numbers you know, Kirk Cousins is a very good quarterback, but Nick Mullins is a guy that can keep this offense on track. I think that's why they're going to him. I think Jefferson probably prefers him, and I think that might be factoring into this decision. So, yeah, Hawkinson takes a, a little bit of a fall, but still a guy that I can't imagine you're going to have a better option than. Bingo. Jelly of the Month in the chat. First of all, amazing username, especially this time of year. Dude. <laughs> I love that movie. Uh, he wants to know, do you risk A-Chan being out Sunday or play Ty Chandler. And thank you for asking question during the game we're talking about. Folks in the chat, if you could try and get those in. Uh, the questions on the players during the games we're talking about, that, that helps us out a lot. Keeps the flow going. So uh, do you play Ty Chandler Saturday? Or let's say A-Chan doesn't play today. He's got the toe situation. Do you just go with the, the safe bet or hold out? In this instance, because I have them ranked very close, and part of that is because of the injury situation, obviously, I would go with Chandler. I have them ranked, might be right next to each other, or at least a, a spot or two apart. Um, and I think Chandler, he's a volatile play, but at this point, so is A-Chan with that toe. We don't really know how that's going to impact him. You know, if the Dolphins do get up in that game, I don't think they're going to press him. And we saw that in their last game where they got up and all of a sudden they start leaning on A-Chan. They're not going to do that here. I think they would be happy to put Jeff Wilson out there and let him grind. So uh, yeah, A-Chan, I'm very worried about him not playing, so I would go with Chandler. Exactly. This isn't a he's the only show in town situation. They've got other guys they like, so you're right on that. Uh, and Dunn wants to know, Ty Chandler, Brandon Cooks, Curtis Samuel. Got to sit in one. Ty Chandler, Brandon Cooks, or who was the last one? Curtis Curt- Samuel? Curtis Samuel, yeah. Got uh, still going there. Ty Chandler there. I'll take the the guaranteed touches on that one. So she got to start two or three. She said, Oh, sorry. Sorry. I missed that part. Uh, Then we're going, we're going cooks next there. Uh, I I really like Brandon cooks. And I think that's going to be a a high scoring game for sure. Uh, Last question on this game before we move on to the next one, Uh, Jake Browning, he's been playing really well, about four 250 plus yard passing games. Do you think they're going to get calls on this guy or is he just more of a career backup type guy? No, I think he's another one of these career backups. And I think the matchups have really helped him, right? They've been really easy top 10 matchups that he's faced teams that you can throw on. It was the Jags and the Colts. And I think we're going to see him potentially struggle this week going against that Brian Flores Vikings defense. I think that's going to be a whole new world. And it's just a fact that he's getting propped up a bit by the weapons around him. We know that the, the weapons in that Bengals offense are great. 
And the coaching staff, I mean, hats off to them too. I think they're being really smart since Burrow went down, finding ways to get the ball in the hands of their playmakers and finding ways to just get chased that kind of volume most games. Um, so I think that all those things are kind of factoring into some of the performances we've seen from Browning. And I'm a little worried about him this week. I have him more down in that low end QB2 range. A lot of blitzing coming from the Vikings. Exactly. Yeah, could be scary for for him. I know we said I know I said last question, but just quick, are you a Chase Brown guy? Uh, it depends what your you know expectations are for him. If we're talking about you know Chase Brown just being that flex option, um, and maybe a guy that could take over if that's what you want to look at for next year. Uh, sure, I really like what we've seen so far. I don't know that he's ever going to be the guy, though. I think he'll probably be in some sort of committee, which is fine. We see so many of these backs now. There's very few guys that get massive workloads. Uh, he could be a guy with you know 10, 12, 14 touches a week that has these really explosive plays. So yeah, I do like him um, in Dynasty. Happy everywhere I have him. Um, but right now, you're going to need that mix and injury for him to really sneak into your lineup, unless you're kind of desperate and you're just throwing him out there as an upside flex. Yeah, I like to put players into four boxes on this show. The FFPC play, which of course is like just the stars of the stars, right? Then you have, after that, you have the uh, the regular redraft plays. Then you have your uh, DFS plays. Then you have your dynasty stashes. And to me, Chase Brown still falls in the dynasty stash. I'm not even sure I want to use him in DFS because uh, anytime the guys break out like this, they juice up the price a little bit. You yeah. know, you don't you, you had you had to use him in the game where no one knew he was going to do anything. To be honest. So uh, next game here: Steelers Colts, uh, one and a half point spread, forty two and a half. Since you don't bet much, I'm just going to ask it: one and a half point spread. Who do you think wins this game? Uh, in this one, I, I actually think it's going to be the Colts. I think they're going to find a way to, to come through here. I think they're going to have more success on the ground. And though I'm a little bit worried about Michael Pittman on the outside, because the Steelers tend to be a little stronger against those outside receivers. I think this is the game where we're going to see Josh Downs see a ton of volume and really come through. It's going to be close, obviously, but, uh, yeah, I think the Colts are going to take this one. All right. I'm with you on that. I missed this one uh, because we were talking about the Bengals. Uh, Paul in the chat, T Higgins or Brandon Cooks this week. I want to make sure we get these ones. Uh, I'm going to go with, I'm going to go with Cooks. Yeah. And James, let us know who your other options are at flex. McLaurin is a good flex option, but it always depends who else you have. Uh, and then uh, Barnababy Jones as a question on the Bengals, Joe Mixon or Jaden Reed this week. Uh, still going with Joe Mixon. I mean, I, I know that that matchup's a little bit tougher for him, but even with Brown there, He's still getting decent volume, and uh, yeah, I think you got to hope that he gets a touchdown, but uh, a strong RB2 and a, a guy that I'm going to take, even though, I, to be honest, I like both of them this week. Excellent. On this particular game, two quick questions on the Steelers. Is this a Najee game or a Jalen Warren game? It's or a, nobody knows? I mean, really, nobody knows, but in reality, I think it is a Najee game. When we saw the offensive coordinator change, some people expected that maybe we would see Warren kind of start to take over. That's not what's happened. They've kind of continued with Najee here, and this matchup, I think, favors him too. Eddie Faulkner loves Najee Harris. That's the thing. That's you really see the quotes, what it seems like. The quotes for, going back for years. Like There was one you know, the one like uh, press conference I saw where it looked like he was about to cry. Just trying, just when he, he was saying, they're telling me that we need to use Najee Harris less. This is like a year ago or two years ago. He was like, you know, you like to have your best guys out there, but, uh, you know, we got to think about the player and think about keeping him fresh. He sounded sad that he couldn't use Najee Harris every play. So even though I know everyone, you know, fell in love with Jalen Warren and he makes some really exciting plays and he is the more explosive option there. Najee hasn't been bad this season. Like if you look at a lot of his metrics, he also has been good this year for the most part. So uh, I'm kind of excited actually to play him this week. 
right? This isn't like Zeke Pollard down the stretch there. It's more like Zeke Pollard when they were both really good, right? Yeah. Like they just do different things. So yeah. the uh, offense has other problems. It's it's not those things. <laughs> they have <laughs> other problems mostly, <laughs> if you know what I'm saying. And yeah. uh, that's why I got to ask you. Uh, with Mitch Trubisky, I mean, it's crazy that I'm sitting here looking at Pat Frymuth and saying, boy, would it be nice to have Kenny Pickett back? You know what I mean? But so with Trubisky, Fryermuth trust level, do you have him ranked in your top 12 even? No, God, no, not even close. And I know it seems weird, like whenever you're working on it and you're like, how am I not putting that name higher? But if you look at what he did, like those first four games, I think he was held under 10 yards in three of the first four. And he had one game with like 40 something yards and a touchdown. And then since he's come back, I think he's been held under like 30 or 40 yards in three of his four games. He had that one big like 120 yard effort. So yeah, I don't think there's any way that you could play him. And with all these young guys that have popped up this year, or you look at some of the good matchups this week, I don't even know. He's not in my top 15. Um, I think, yeah, so sort of more like low end tight end too. Yeah, I'm with you on that. Jelly of the month asked about Frymuth. Yeah, his value's tanking, man. It's crazy. And that's why, in my opinion, you know, and people can can chop this up and send it to whoever they want. It's so much easier to just be a regular NFL talking head than it is to be a fantasy analyst. Because it's <laughs> it's so easy to sit there and say Frymuth is good, right? Whereas we have to say Pat Frymuth is good, but I'm going to make a list of tight ends and he's going to be 20. You know what I mean? Percent. Yeah. It, it's one hard. of those guys where if he was on a different team and a different offense, you'd be so excited about him, but it's just, it's not coming together for him this year. Right. And injuries have been a part of that and the struggles on the offense, like we said, but uh, yeah, long-term, hopefully they figure out the quarterback situation and they can get him going. But this year I would send him right to the waiver wire. There's no reason to be carrying him right now. Unless you're tight end premium or something like that, of course. Right. Yeah. Even then, though, even then, you probably have better <laughs> options. Like, you know, I play a lot of FFPC leagues and I'm, there's no line, lines, you know, there's no situations where I fire me with anywhere close to a lineup. So, yeah. uh, on the other side of the ball, Pittman's a mega star. So we don't really have to talk about him. Uh, Pierce and Downs, man, for a while there looked like Downs was the guy, but Pierce has been playing every snap, right, this year. So if you had to choose between those two fellas for this week, Pierce or Downs? Yeah, I mean, like I touched on earlier, I think it's going to be a, a downs week. I think that's the the spot that you want to attack the Steelers. Uh, you get them in the slot, and we've seen that Downs has that kind of ceiling. And I think this is going to be one of those games where he's going to have a chance to get a lot of volume and put up some big numbers for fantasy. So a guy that I think you can sneak into your lineup as a, a wide receiver three flex. Nice. And yeah, Colts, they have they rotate all the tight ends. It's a complete mess. Folks out there looking for a DFS dart on Saturday, though, Will Mallory, uh, bare minimum price. He's basically doing the same thing as Tanner Hudson, right? Running 10, 15 routes and getting three, four, five targets. But he's, you know, Hudson's 3,000, uh, Will Mallory's 2,500. So. Yeah, whatever. And uh, I'm Bron- sure I don't need to tell your audience this. I'm sure you're covering tight ends all the time, but I always bring it up on my show that when you're in Dynasty, Will Mallory is the kind of guy that you go and get. Yes, thank you. You don't have to spend up. And listen, I'm guilty of you know spending up in some leagues to get Kyle Pitts and whatnot over the years, but my most success that I've had in dynasty or when I've been able to get like a, a George Kittle, like George Kittle didn't have a ton of hype initially when he came no, out. No, no, no. Got fifth, him fifth, fifth round pick. Fifth round pick. Uh, somebody got a uh, you know down on David and Joku a year or two ago. I was able to get him off the waiver wire after he got dropped. Like you can play tight end in a regular, you know, not tight end premium, regular twelve team league. You can play tight end really cheap and just keep picking up these guys that have the potential and have kind of good metrics and a good profile. And you hope that they're going to hit eventually. We don't know what Will Mallory is going to become, but this is at least promising. If at some point the Colts stop using like four tight ends or five tight ends every single week then maybe we can get something out of Will Mallory for fantasy. 
No, I'm 100% with you, man. I mean, Mark Andrews was the second tight end drafted on his own team. He was available as well. These guys are available. This year, right? Like, these guys can produce. Darren Waller came out of nowhere. Logan Thomas was the quarterback. Like, you can figure it out, dude. And I'll tell you, with Will Mallory, you you look at rookie tight ends, right? Like, Drew Sample, when he came out, he would play 15 snaps, and he'd run two routes. Will Mallory, he plays 15 snaps. He runs 15 rounds. Like, he's just pure. He's on the right side of the tree here. That's the first battle. You know yep. what I mean? Is sorting these guys into blocking or, or, or pass catching tight ends. And so, guys like Will Mallory, man, all he needs is more work. That's it. So, we'll see. Uh, next game here, Broncos. Let's let's uh, check the chat real quick. All right. Well, we beat uh, we beat my over under. Now we're onto the third game. I think I had it up too, right? So to the big, I'll tell you whatever it looks like we're on pace for. Drafting an FFPC team just pulls the rug on the whole thing. Uh, Albert wants to know uh, Jalen Warren or Antonio Gibson full PPR. Uh, Jalen Warren or Antonio Gibson. I think it has to be Gibson now because today we saw that Brian Robinson is out. So I don't think he's going to play this week and we're going to see Gibson potentially have a a decent game and a guy who, even if they fall behind, can get some receiving work. There's a small concern that I have that, you know, with the commanders not really having a whole ton to play for, like maybe they do want to get Chris Rodriguez more touches and see what they have in him down the stretch. But Gibson is a guy that we know can produce when he gets the volume. And I, there's a good chance this week that he is going to get that. So I would yeah. play him. You know, Ron Rivera slammed his office door shut when he realized that he has to use Antonio Gibson, right? <laughs> like he's, I don't know why he's been they in the doghouse. So strange. Yeah. They really do. Yeah. I remember, remember when they were making him return kicks and he could, he didn't play any offensive snaps. He was just returning kicks. Like what's the he's heck been up and down. They don't like him. They like him. Now they don't like him again. Yeah. Now they got to like him. Let's go. He's back. Uh, <laughs> Broncos against Lions, four and a half point spread, 48 point over under from the Saturday games. This one probably has the most shootout potential, right? Yeah, I would say so. And I think this could be a pretty exciting matchup. Like first down on the Broncos as we were early in the season, Sean Payton's doing a really good job getting that team together. And the Lions are at home. And normally when the Lions are at home, they tend to be a, a little better, at least fantasy wise. So let's hope that we get a, a nice game out of that one. Yeah, I'm feeling good about it. Uh, I know you said you don't gamble much. Here's an easy one for you. Cortland Sutton, anytime touchdown. Yeah, right? I mean, you got to you gotta go with that. What is it, 10 of 13 games that he has touchdowns this year? And the matchup is good. The Lions, they tend to really struggle against number one receivers. We've seen a lot of guys go off against them this season. And Sutton, on top of just the touchdowns, I mean, lately he's been doing pretty good. I think it's four straight games where he's been over 60 yards. So, yeah, he's a, a great top 20 play. Yeah, uh, I, I can't get out of my head. Uh, my buddy uh, Kevin Tompkins called him Cortland Tunyon, and uh, <laughs> I love it. even though I love him, that's—I mean—that's funny. Uh, Javante Williams thoughts this week. I know Lions are kind of tough, but he's been getting better usage lately. Like running more routes than anyone else on the team, which was a concern. He's you know getting virtually every carry. Where do you have Javante? Is he RB two, RB three? No, he is an RB two. He's kind of right in that mix. There's a, a bunch of names in that area, the low end RB two range. Um, it'll just depend on some of these injuries, right? Like if guys like Antonio Gibson can get up there. I don't think he's going to pass Javante though. I think he'll be a couple spots below him. But with Devon Achan with that injury. He's fallen below Javante. So, yeah, kind of right on the fringe of being like a, a top 20 guy this week. Uh, did we hit on this one in the chat? Uh, this, so I've, I hesitate to put this on the screen because I know I'm playing against Kevin in a league this week, and I this this might even be against me. So I'm going to recuse myself, but I'm going to allow you to answer this for him. Jalen Warren or Ty Chandler? It's definitely Ty Chandler. I think he's going to get more volume. And he's a guy that it's kind of like Zamir White was last night, right? You got to hope that the game script kind of goes in his favor. Um, but I think that who else are they playing there? 
Kenny Wong, uh, who else? Like Miles yeah. Gaskins there. Like you can't be that excited about those other options. So we saw, what was it, a month ago or a few weeks ago, Chandler was coming on. He had a couple of decent games. And I expected at that point that it was going to turn into like 60, 40, 50, 50 with him and Madison. And then all of a sudden he took a back seat, but right. now there's no Madison there to stop him. So I think Chandler is going to be just fine. And a guy that has some big play potential too. So there's a pretty good ceiling on that one playing him. Uh, I like him a lot this week. Yeah. I kind of like Kenny, uh, Kenny Nguongwu as a uh, little DFS dart. Cause he, we've seen him run back a few kicks. All yeah, pro kick returner. Explosiveness, yeah. He could, he could do it, but yeah, it's Ty Chandler. He's, he's going to get the bulk of the work uh, on the Lions side. I've, I've people, I tight end so tough because there's certain, defensive players that can make things difficult for the tight end, but they don't always get assigned the tight end, right? Like when you play like the chargers, for instance, right? They have Derwin James. Sometimes they put them on a guy like Travis Kelsey. Sometimes if you have a scrub tight end, they, they don't use them like that. So I don't, it's very difficult, but I'll say this Laporta, Eddie Jackson changes how the bears are as a matchup for, for the tight end. And I'm willing to look at the two bears games where Eddie Jackson did play versus, you know, the games where, he didn't play in Logan Thomas. Those guys went off and say Laporta this week against this team, which is a bottom two team versus the tight end. Laporta for me is you're ranking either two or three, right? At tight end. Yeah, he's he's right up there. I'm not sure where I have him, but exactly in that range. Um, and also, when you look at the other options there, a lot of that you know is a factor when McBride is a tough matchup. I'm sure we'll talk about him if we get to that game. Um, <laughs> but yeah, there's some other guys up there that have tough matchups, and Hawkinson now dealing with Jefferson. So it's kind of hard to bump Laporta too far down, yeah. Right, yeah. Uh, is this a Gibbs game or a Monty game? Uh, I think it's probably going to be a, a Gibbs game, but that is one that I've struggled with all year long. I am, I'm fine admitting that I'm trying to go back and forth on that one. They seem to still love Montgomery. Uh, he's the one that gets a lot of the goal line work there, but Gibbs just has the explosiveness. And I think it's one of those situations where when you're in the fantasy playoffs, I think I could live with myself if I went with Gibbs and not Montgomery and I got beat that way versus if I went the other way around because Gibbs has the ceiling, right? Gibbs could have that 150-yard, two-touchdown game. I don't know that we'll see that from Montgomery. Yeah, I think people don't realize that like shootout games where teams have to throw, that's where the money's made and Gibbs is getting the password, right? So like that, that's on the table for him. And I will, you're absolved of of like any ranking of these two players. Everyone was absolved the day that Jameer Gibbs came out on that podcast and told everyone that he and Monty like decided who was going to score the touchdown, right? Like that all fantasy analysts are now officially absolved of the ranking of these two players. If that's what they're doing on the field. Yeah. We're playing rock, scissor, paper on the sidelines (laughs) to figure out who's going to get the goal line carries. Crazy. Yeah. When they played the bears, I was like, this has got to be a Monty game because like, you know, revenge game, obviously, Monty's going to get the touchdowns here, right? So uh, we're absolved on that one. A lot of people in the chat saying that they need Gibbs this week. Uh, you know, I'll tell you by half if it's a Gibbs or Monty game. Yeah, I think that's, <laughs> that's a good call, dude. Uh, and then Rockout wants to know real quick, uh, Kenneth Walker, Keaton Mitchell, or Terry McLaurin? I know uh, we're not. I don't really love any of those options. I think you probably go with Walker. He's got the same kind of big play potential that Keaton Mitchell has. But man, that matchup is awful. And I had Walker as one of my sits and my start sit stash quick column today. So it's not a great scenario with all three of those. And McLaurin has been so weird. Like the way that offense has gone this season and the amount that they've passed and the fact that he is not putting up better numbers than he is. He's so hard to trust. I know, man. It's it is he is that guy. Him and Deontay Johnson. I look at him and I'm like, well, uh, 
Like, just can't. I think I have them ranked right next to each other. This <laughs> That's week. what I'm saying, dude. I get to them. I, I put them in my rankings, and then and then I just keep moving guys over them. I'm like, yeah, I'll start this guy. I'll start hit Rashi Rice or these guys. Start this guy, you know. So, uh, yeah, anyway, yeah. we're on to Sunday, dude. We're on to Sunday. We made it through three games. Uh, so, uh, 1 p.m. Texans Titans three point spread, 37 point over under. Very first thing I want to ask. Derrick Henry, man, you know the narrative. Is that does that hold true? I mean, it's a new coaching staff, kind of a new organizational philosophy, but does that hold true? That Derrick Henry destroys the Texans narrative. So if you had asked me a couple of weeks ago, I probably would have said no, I don't think so, because the Texans offense was great. And man, if they get up on them and then all of a sudden are they going to continue to run Henry and all that sort of stuff. But the way this game's setting up now with Davis Mills potentially starting here. And all these other guys injured, Nico Collins out and Tank Dell out. And all of a sudden, yeah, do you not see the, the Titans just handing it to them? I think that we're probably going to see another Derrick Henry game. Maybe not 200 yards because, like you said, you know, D'Amico Ryan's being there. And I think they play a little bit better defense. But with all these injuries that the Texans have, yeah, Henry is setting up for another big game. It's crazy. I also, at the beginning of the season, if you had asked me to put money down on whether Derrick Henry was even going to be the the back for Tennessee at this point in the season, whether it was because injury or because he got traded before the deadline, I would have bet no, but he's right back here with two matchups against them in the next three weeks. So I know he's yeah. like the he's like the, again. he's like the Hulk, dude. Like <laughs> he get, the more beat up he gets, the better he plays down the stretch. I swear. Yeah. Uh, so good enough to put in our FFPC lineup. Maybe we should just jump in and do that real quick right now. What do you think? Yeah, yeah, I think we probably could. I think it, it might be foolish. Another one of those ones where if he goes off and has another big game, are you going to be able to live with yourself knowing that Derrick Henry is going against the Texans and you didn't play him? Like you I, just feel. Like a fool after that, that's exactly it dude that's exactly it. you sit back and you say i mean 200 yards like every time so all right let's get in there uh so folks that haven't watched the show we always make an ffpc lineup with the guest ffpc quickly becoming one of my favorite places to play because you can start basically anyone anyone you want there's one rule which is you can't start two guys from the same team and justin i quietly kind of like that because in dfs i hate when there's like a stack that's like unstoppable, right? Like yeah. there's been a couple of weeks where you start Tyreek Hill and Tua. And if you don't have those two, you just, the day's over, over yeah. right? But here you can't start both of them. So uh, go to myffpc.com, use promo code COOP or scan the QR code that's on the screen right there uh, and get set up. They'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more. This week, we're jumping into a 30 team one, right? Uh, and we can start anyone we want. So first things first, let's get Derrick Henry in. Uh, and also while we're on running backs, let's also put in Alvin Kamara. Uh, sorry, Christian McCaffrey. I want Christian McCaffrey in. Yeah, kind of hard not to there. He scored three touchdowns. And again, folks, in this one, you want to start the most chalk possible. The difference between the winning lineups is usually pretty thin. You know, it's sometimes boils down to picking the right guys on the right teams. So uh, that one we got to get in there. Uh, the next question I usually always start with is Patrick Mahomes or Travis Kelsey. Uh, I, I would go Kelsey there. Um, I, I don't love Mahomes as much this season. I bumped him down the rankings a little bit. Um, we just kind of haven't seen as many ceiling games from him. And I think this week at quarterback, there's some other guys that I like a lot more. Whereas Kelsey, I always got a bank on him being the top guy. Right. You can only start one chief. You kind of have to get one of those guys in there. Just be, I mean, this week might be one where maybe we don't, maybe you we could. Won't. Yeah. Maybe we do elsewhere, but I, I would be hard. Another one where I think it would be hard to not have Kelsey in your lineup. For sure, man. Uh, so looking around at some of these shootout games, like the shootout, the potential of the Bills 
Cowboys game. Look, we have to have a bill. We have to have a Cowboy. Um, do you want to go CD Lamb? Do you want to go Tony Pollard? How do you feel? I, I would go CD Lamb in that yeah. one um, mm-hmm. with the way he's been playing. I mean, really putting himself up into that upper echelon of receivers this year. Yep. Um, which, you know, it's uh, it's tough for me not to to pick a bill necessarily, though we could look at maybe another position. But uh, right. yeah, I think Lamb is certainly somebody that you feel great about having in your lineup. Yeah. What QB do you have ranked one this week? I have Jalen Hurts one. It's very close. I almost would say for this that I would rather play Lamar. I think the ceiling for Lamar is just massive this week. Everybody's been throwing on the Jags. Um, very, very interested in what Lamar could do. I think this is going to be one of those 300 passing yards, 100 rushing yards kind of game for him. So, and with Hertz being a little bit banged up, um, yeah, I'm going with Jackson. Yeah, I like starting like rushing QBs or QBs that spread the ball around. So I don't, because like, you know, we're not going to use Isaiah likely here. So, I mean, it's great to use him. We weren't going to start Zay Flowers or any of those guys either. So, all right, uh, on the Eagles then, AJ Brown, right? Might as yep. well. Yep. That's the perfect spot for him. Yeah. These are great. Cause you go, you look at the lineup and you're like, my God, this yeah, is, it's just this is it's silly, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's see. So other games we have to get guys from, we need a, we're going to 49er. We need somebody on the Rams. I, think, I was just going to say the same thing. And uh, yeah. for me, I think I'm going back to Cooper cup and I would shout out, uh, you know, a lot of injury analysts now are doing fantastic work. Uh, Deepak Chona, I brought him on my show uh, multiple times in the last few years. And I want to shout him out because he's doing really good work, not just on when players are going to come back. I think we might be a little bit too focused sometimes on that. He does really good work on when they're going to be close to 100%. So they might come back, but he's listing that it's, you know, they're going to have potentially a 15% drop off in production based on, you know, historical averages on that injury and that position and all that sort of stuff. And he's nailed a couple recently. It, you know, uh, Christian Watson, when he first came back, wasn't doing much. And the exact week when he went off and had his big game was the week that, that Deepak nailed it. And then uh, the other one was a cup last week that he said, you know, we were down on cup a little bit, didn't have very good games the couple weeks before. And last week was the one that I believe he targeted uh, for cup to be close to hundred percent. And guess what? Cup comes out and has this massive game. So I'm very confident that. going back to cup now. That's a, that's a nice tidbit, man. The Deepak Chona, man. Everybody go check him out. I like Edwin Porras, too. There's a lot Edwin's of people great. in the community that do, too, yeah. do a great job. So, yeah, and they help us out because that's something I don't know anything about. Right? Exactly, like yeah. I love you don't have the people. time to go do that research, right? Yeah. So you can you can lean on them, and then you can get them on your show and give them that platform and get everybody following them. But, yeah, and there's there's a lot now. I mean, if you look back, you know, even five years ago, there was only a couple that were doing right. it. Um, you know, Gene Bramble, I miss Gene's not doing uh, as much anymore, but yeah. Gene is fantastic. Stefania Bell has been great for a long time. Um, but yeah, there, there's a bunch now that you can lean on. Yeah, I do that with certain other stuff and people do it with me too. They send me tight end questions. I send kicker questions. I send my kicker question, kicker questions to Linda Lindellians yep. on Twitter. I'm like, yep. yep. Or Denny, you know, I'm like, go ahead, go crazy. Uh, so yeah. All right. Uh, we need a lion here. That's one that we definitely going to need. So Amon Ross and Brown is the easy one, but we could go Gibbs or Monty as well, or Laporta, to be honest. I I think, I think I would go Gibbs on it. I think, like I said earlier, I see that ceiling for him. I could see him coming through. Uh, I mean, we've watched him do it in, in different games. And if we do get that kind of shootout here, um, he's the guy that I think we could throw in there and I would feel pretty good about. 
Good. We're in flex territory here, so we can start. Uh... Is it supposed to be me making the final call on these, or are we supposed to be doing this together? I mean, you should pick one you or two here. You have to do the whole thing. <laughs> okay. Here's what happens is you do it, and then I keep the money if we win. Perfect. So, no, so here's the deal. Uh, and do you do you plan on going to the Fantasy Football Expo? Because a lot of people that have been coming on, the deal we've made is that we go to the Expo. If we come in third or fourth, you know, we win 100 bucks. They, you know, that's that's drinks and like a, maybe a dinner for us. If we win the the whole thing, come in first place, that's a couple hundred bucks. And that's, you know, uh, drinks for the fantasy alarm, the score and anybody in the chat that throws a name out that we use. So, there you go. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. I mean, I think this might be the year that I have to go. Everybody's given me a hard time. The last couple go, seasons dude. that I haven't gone, it's really turned into it seems like a super fun event. And last year I had quite a few people get on me for not being there. Yeah. So uh, yeah. this year I'll, I'll probably have to to get down that way. Yeah. Uh, so uh, where's Gibbs? I'm having trouble finding him here. Uh, we'll get him in there. Uh, let's see. W- other games. We have to. Have, I think we have to have somebody from the Bills. I think I'm gonna. I think we got to throw in Stephon Diggs. I think the. And I know his brother won't be out there going against him, but I think that added motivation on top of the fact that like, how long can you go here with with him kind of having these quieter games? It's got to be an eruption spot at some point, and what better game to have it in? I think this is going to be just a fantastic shootout, um, and Diggs is going to have to come through in that. Awesome. All right, one more we got to get in here. Uh, I, I don't trust HN. Do we go with a Kamara? Do we go with a Barkley? Or we can go to wide receiver side and go with like a Mike Evans or DK Metcalf. This is kind of the this is the, the difference maker here. I, I think I might like Kamara. Yeah, I think Kamara is probably the guy. You just expect that he is going to get a, a lot of volume the way that that offense has been. And Jamal Williams, he's practicing, he's limited, but he's a little bit banged up. So they really, really have to go to Kamara. Um, and that matchup should be pretty good for him. Excellent. All right, let's wrap it up with the defense. Cardinals against the 49ers, right? No, I'm just uh, <laughs> Can we go back retroactively and play the Raiders from last night? Oh, my, my God. That would have been great, dude. We could do Atlanta in the rain game at Carolina. Um, we could do, we don't want to do, we could do Miami. I don't think we have anybody in. From no, Miami. we don't have anybody from Miami. Yeah. And I, I think it, it's probably going to be a, a closer game than you like in that one because of the injuries with Tyreek. If he plays, he'll be limited. Uh, the weather is going to be terrible there. Uh, but these two teams played a, a few weeks back and the Dolphins defense did pretty well. So yeah, I think that's a good spot to, to get them going. All right, and then we'll wrap it up with a kicker. I got to get – I don't know where what's going on with Gibbs and why he's not in there, but we'll get that fixed. And um, kicker Jason Myers at Philly, maybe? Brandon McManus at Baltimore, no. Uh, uh, I think we'll go Myers, right? It's not a bad one. I, I don't know. I don't love that one. What about Jake Moody at Arizona? You're not, not having to deal with the weather. You're still getting – oh, no, we had – sorry, we had McCaffrey. We had McCaffrey, McCaffrey right? Yeah. I just remembered that. That's the road. Really, Baltimore, this is now where it's getting you. Wow, on kicker of all places. This is where they get back you. Back to bite us, yeah. It happens every time. Though. Still, we can't use, anybody in the, can't use anybody in the rain game. We could use Chase McLaughlin. Uh, we could use – no, I don't want to use – We don't have anybody from Indy, do we? What about Matt Gay going against the Steelers? That's it. That's the one. I think that's my highest rank kicker a, that we a, haven't taken someone from his team yet. He had a really rough week last week. Oh, you know what it is, dude? Now I figure out what's going on. I'm so stupid. There's nobody from the Saturday slate. There's no Saturday games in here. That's the, uh, that's why that was we can't. the only guy that we picked from Saturday. Well, no Gibbs. That's why we can't use Gibbs. So uh, that's what I'm saying. He was the he's the only he, one. Yeah, that that's it. that's from, interesting uh, that we that we went that, that Saturday way. slate. That explains it. Yeah. Uh, so Barkley, let's go Barkley. Or we can go Mike Evans. What do you think? 
Um, yeah, I got to make the call. You know, I'm going to make one for me here. Call. No, I'm not going to make. Try to again. see where I have them together. You know what? Let's uh, let's go. Let's go, Mike Evans. I think Jair Alexander's out, right? So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, Mike Mike Evans, I think, is a a good one in that spot. Um, all right, and we've been doing this for forever. So I'm putting Jason Myers in there. That's all right, fine. <laughs> <laughs> that, imagine we lose just because of that stupid kicker decision there. You know, I don't know. We'll 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 debate that one off air. Uh, but yeah, here's the squad: Lamar Jackson, Derrick Henry against the Houston. Christian McCaffrey, A.J. Brown, C.D. Lamb, Alvin Kamara, Cooper Cup, Mike Evans, Stephon Diggs, Travis Kelsey. My goodness, the chalk of all chalk. That's why I love playing on here, man, because it's like – and then every week you think you won because you're like, oh, my God, I, my stars, my boys. And then you look and, you know, it's very close. But everybody out there, you can compete against us. Uh, I'll even give you the number, 72450, Team Coop and Boone. Got a nice little ring to it, right? It Coop does, Absolutely. Yeah. So get in there. Use promo code COOP at myffpc.com. They'll give you 25 bucks when you deposit 35 or more. You're going to want to have money in there because this one's fun, but the playoff challenge is even more fun. That's the one where uh, you pick your teams and you have to kind of map out the playoffs because it's the same thing. You can only use one player from each team, but if your quarterback gets eliminated in wildcard, you're in big trouble. So that one's even more fun. Make sure you're set up over there. All right. So uh, those just joining us. Uh, I got Justin Boone here. We're going through game slates, as many as we can get to before we run out of time. Hang tight after this show. we got to be out right at 2 o'clock because Brit's Blitz is coming up next with Blit, uh, with uh, Brit Flynn. Easy for me to say. She does an amazing job. Uh, kind of, you know, she especially on Friday, you have to check her show because she is always on top of the injuries. She handles all that stuff for us. So she knows who's in, who's out. You can ask her those tough questions, what she thinks. So make sure you stay tuned for Brit Splits after this. Uh, next game here on the slate, uh, Jets-Dolphins. Honestly, Justin, I don't even want to talk about this game. All right, but- that's fine by me. The weather is going to be terrible. <laughs> that's the one thing we can mention that maybe some people don't uh, realize. Uh, the weather in that one's going to be really bad. I think it's like 20-mile-per-hour winds, 35-mile-an-hour right. uh, gusts. I'm going to have rain in that game. So that's just going to make it even worse on top of the fact that you're probably not going to get a ceiling game from Tyreek in a bad matchup and he's banged up and maybe he won't even play. Um, so that's yeah, what I'm saying. It's, it's gross. not going to be, it's yeah. not going to be fun for fantasy. Start those guys where you have to. Instead, let's just hit the chat real quick. We'll save time that way. So forget this game. I don't want to talk about it. Curtis Samuel <laughs> or Romeo dubs from Ann. She wants to know. Uh, I'm going Curtis Samuel and what we talked about with McLaurin before, like I almost feel like Samuel is the better play, even though every single week when I do the projections, I'm still putting McLaurin above, but Samuel's had some fantastic games when he has been healthy this year. It's really the down games have come when he's been hurt and missed time, but when he's been healthy this year, he has come through more often than not. So yeah, he's a guy that I feel good about, but I think both those guys are probably going to come through. It's pretty good game environments for them. And with Watson, not playing on the Packers, Dobbs always a uh, guy who can get a touchdown for you, maybe even a couple touchdowns. So yeah, right. both pretty decent plays. The, the, the thing with Curtis Samuel, that makes him a little bit of a ringer at times. Uh, if you remember 2020, when Christian McCaffrey was out, he got, he played 40 snaps in the backfield and got you know, a ton of, like she played 70 snaps in the backfield, got 40 carries, right? He actually, unlike Jaden Reed, he actually, him and Debo Samuel actually line up in the backfield at times. And with Brian Robinson out, I mean, I, I, is there a prop on carries? 0.5 over under one carry this week. I'll bet the over. <laughs> I bet the over. Uh, PPR playoffs needs one out of Henry Alave Rashi Rice. So Tank's got a wagon over here of a team. Yeah. Uh, if we're just going with one, then we're still chasing that big Henry game, even in PPR. You have to, man. You have to. Uh, Noah Brown in garbage time, he says. Have to flex one of Noah Brown, Isaiah Likely, or Aaron Jones. I am. 
Aaron Jones scares me, but AJ Dillon now has a thumb. So Aaron Jones might be forced into full-time work. Yeah. As long as, as Aaron Jones is playing, he would be the guy that I would go with there. I know a lot of people are down on him, but the matchups that he has left, it's pretty good when he has been out there, when he's been healthy, he is going to be the focal point of that offense. And you mentioned it, the, the Dillon thumb injury. I think he's going to try to practice today, but for a running back, having a thumb injury, a broken thumb to boot, I think it's going to be really difficult for, for him. Yeah. I missed this while we were making our FFPC team, but Albert was it with you on Cup versus the Commanders. So Albert, if you go to the, if we win this week, you go to the Expo, you get a uh, a beer or a soda pop with us, man. So let's hope we win, and uh, we'll see you out there. Uh, Devonta Smith or Rashi Rice this week? Hmm. He goes yeah. to your ranking. He says you got him back to back in your ranking, so he's putting yeah, your feet, that's a, feet to the flames. This is the funny part because like most of the time when guys are ranked back to back, the projections that I have on them are so close. so close. And then people will ask me questions like this. And I always make sure to say that it's like, it's like a coin flip, right? It's a very tough one. Um, I feel like I'm still leaning towards Devonta Smith there um, just because I think that could turn into a, a bit of a shootout in that game. We might see a, a slower paced game with the chiefs and the, the Patriots. Um, so I would go there, but again, two guys that it's very, very difficult to, to choose between with the coin flip. I'll tell you what, and I've said this before on the show, you, you take a coin and say Devonta Smith is heads in Rashi Rice's tails. When you flip that coin, you're in your heart. You're going to find yourself rooting for it to land on one side. <laughs> don't even look at the coin. Just start flip that coin high in the air and don't even look, start the guy that your heart tells you. Cause I'm I telling you call. for really when it's, I, I do it all the time where I flip it and I'm like, Oh, I hope the coin says I can start Rushy rice. Just start Rushy rice, dude. You know what I'm saying? Go with the guy you want. Go with the guy you want to root for. Uh, Jamie's struggling at QB Kyler or Howell. this is a difficult question. Kyler is a tough matchup. Howell has a, uh, shootout potential matchup, but he's also Sam Howell. So I don't know. What do you think? Yeah, it's it's Howell by a, a few spots. And I think Kyler's had some good matchups against the 49ers in the past. But right now, Howell is the guy who has had some really big games this season, has outproduced a, a lot of guys that you'd be shocked that he's outproduced this year. Um, and the way that that offense plays, it's like no matter what happens, that defense is going to get a ton of points. And that offense is going to keep throwing. Howell gets some rushing yards. He's a guy inside my top 10 where – Kyler, to me, more of a, a high-end QB2 and a guy with a bit of a scary floor if that 49ers defense can really beat him up. Yeah, Kyler also had a different team in the past. so Exactly. Uh, Kyler or Tua? I think that one I have side-by-side, side, and I, yeah. I lean Kyler just a little bit because of all the things we talked about in that Miami game that we don't want to discuss anymore, but the Tyreek situation, the weather, a lot of things not lining up for, for Tua this week, including the matchup, and he just played them a couple weeks ago um, and it wasn't a good result for him by any means. I think he had 230-ish yards and a touchdown, a couple picks, a fumble. So, uh, yeah, not looking good for Tua this week. But both guys were in my sit uh, section and my start-sit-stash-quick column today. In, in the game that will not be named. I'm just salty <laughs> because I have Tyreek Hill in a couple leagues where it's like I've just been steamrolling. And I've just been sitting back like everything's fine. And then now I'm in the playoffs. Uh Eight, eight team playoffs, so I don't have a bye week, and I'm just like, how is it coming down to this? How is this happening to this team? Well, I'm in a, a dynasty league where I've won three of the last four, and uh, three, three of the last four seasons, three of the last four championships I've won in that league, and I'm trying to keep it going. And I went out and got Tyreek as that cherry on top, and now I might not have him. So, kind of worried about that. Yeah. Classic. Uh, Mike Evans bounce back game. Yeah, Mike Evans is awesome. Yeah. Uh, McKinnon at Pats, likely at Jags or Shahid versus Giants. Uh, 
Ooh, that's really tough. Yeah, I, I think know. I I think I would probably go likely. And I, let's get I your thoughts it. on this. I one, love actually. it. You, no, okay. I love what do you think it'll a likely right now? Because you know he had a, a decent game in the first game where he took over, and then last week, obviously the big game, a lot of it came on that one play. I'm really excited. He stepped basically into that Mark Andrews role for the most part. And I talked mm-hmm. about how I think Lamar is going to have a great game this week. So am I right in being excited about likely? The Jags are very beatable, very, very beatable by the tight ends. Uh, Njoku scored a touchdown where no no Jaguar was even on the screen last week, right? And then he scored another one. So, yeah, I mean, I'm like, he's, he's in the Mark Andrews role. They told us that's what they're going to do. They told everyone they Zach Ertz need not apply. Like, they like, they love this guy. You know, he's playing the whole game. So, uh, I have trouble ranking five, six guys ahead of him. I'm just starting him. Uh, next one, Fields or Love here. Oh, that's another tough one. I think I'm going with love uh, going against the Bucks. and Bucks are a, a pass funnel. Uh, you can throw on them like crazy. They've had some injuries all year long. So um, yeah, feeling actually pretty good about love, even though he doesn't have Christian Watson. I think they still got a lot of good weapons in that offense. They can take advantage. Yeah. Goddard or Kincaid. We're going to go. If Kincaid gets a full practice in today, I'm going Kincaid. If, if he's limited, then maybe you play it safe with Goddard. But Kincaid is just like he played more snaps last week than I he know. had in the, the three games prior. Like, you know, I I'm know. not worried about yeah. Dawson Knox. I'm the injury is the only thing. Yeah. Thumb, shoulder. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Jones, Ty Chandler, or Gibson. We might just be doing starts. It's it's playoff week. So we might just be doing starts for the rest of the show, whatever. Yeah. Uh, Aaron Jones for me, as long as he's healthy and we're going to have to watch that right up until that game's going to go. Uh, just to make sure, you know, we'll probably hear something I would imagine out of some of the national reporters to get a better idea of kind of how he's feeling. But right now with that Dylan situation, uh, I'm going to chase that upside of, of Aaron Jones. Cool. Uh, McKinnon, Noah Brown, or Pop Douglas? Oh, I don't really love any of those, to be honest. I, I guess to be Noah Brown, dude. I guess Noah Brown, yeah, just and, and hope that he can rekindle some of that magic. But he doesn't. he's probably not going to have CJ Stroud, but I guess we'll see on that one. The problem that I have with Noah Brown is that he's Noah Brown. Yeah, exactly. Right? <laughs> like, you know, what I mean, like I've seen this guy. Everyone, just like you know, the more some of the casual fantasy gamers that like don't look at all the depth charts and never even thought about this player, they treat him like he's some brand new commodity. You know, we've been watching <laughs> Noah Brown. We've been watching Noah Brown be like the seventh string wide receiver on the Cowboys for years. You know, so like yeah. I don't know. Um, let's see. Last one, Amari or Kincaid. Uh, what do you think on that one? It's FFPC, so that's going to be tight end premium. Oh, well, then you're going Kincaid as long as he's healthy, yeah. Yeah. Joel, my two favorite fantasy guys. Joel, you're my favorite commenter at this at this moment. And you know what? I'll say it here, too. I said it on my show recently. I really appreciate the people that do take the time to say thank you. I got a lot of people that when I post my content, they jump in there and throw a thank you on it and stuff. And I know there's a lot of analysts in the industry that deal with just a ton of trolls. I've been very fortunate that, you know, I've had my my share of those, but it is not very often. And it's just super nice when people are going to take the time and, and thank you for the work that you're putting in. And it helps us get through, I think, this December stretch when we've been doing this. I've been working seven days a week for now we're on the fourth month. So it starts to get a, a little difficult in the last few weeks. And it's super nice when when people throw that in there. Yeah, the snap count articles and stuff when there's no bye weeks. Like, yeah, that's, that's it gets <laughs> it gets grindy, you know, like sometimes. And as a fantasy analyst, sometimes I'm like, oh, nice. They run a buy this week. Bye. Next next team, right? So Yeah, or you start to have, you know, holiday parties that maybe you can't attend because you got to work and stuff. And, yeah, that, that's when it's a, a bit of a grind. Up a sh- but we love it. I That is by no means my complaint. And I, I love my job every single day. I'm getting yeah. to do it. It's football on New Year's, football on Christmas. So here we go. All right. So now it's official. 
Mark the over under. We got to go rapid fire. That's where we decide. We got right. through one. I'm gonna count the Jets and Jets and Dolphins game. We got through one, two, three, four, five games. Wow, that's a record. That's a record low. We <laughs> technically only got through four, but I knew we hey, were gonna hey, do that. We'll do the thing. I'll do the defense thing. That one's on me. <laughs> I I'm taking we that one. It. That's my fault. I knew we were gonna do that though. But no. But the, the thing is, the information is more important than anything. So uh, give me. Let's go one quick takeaway from each game. I ask you one quick question on each game. Bears Browns. Donta Foreman, what's your trust level on that situation? Uh, I, I like him as a volume play, as a, an RB3. I was very surprised last week that they went right back to him, but it's clear that they think that he's the the top guy in that backfield. And they're probably right. I just assume that they're going to give Roshan a bit of run. So uh, Foreman, as long as you're you know not expecting too much, a volume-based RB3, and you got to hope he finds the end zone. Exactly. I just hated that Matt Eberflus was like, yeah, we decide who gets more carries based on practice during the week. I was like... Yeah, that's the worst possible possible thing you could say to me personally. Like I took that personally. Uh, Chiefs, Patriots, Chiefs obviously projected to win. Uh, Zeke Elliott got a lot of work last week. Are you going back to the well or are you nervous on that one? No, I'm going right back to the well. I think it's another guy who's a volume play, but really it's not even the rushing and he's going to get a ton of carries, I'm sure. It's the receiving work. Bailey Zappi loves dumping it off to these running backs. And we've seen 13 targets for Zeke over the last two weeks. I think he you know, has a, over 100 yards and a touchdown through the air. And that kind of makes him a little bit matchup proof. Like even in a game where we assume the Chiefs are going to take it to the Patriots, Zeke's going to continue to catch a lot of passes. I think he's fine to put out there as a low-end RB1 or at worst, a high-end RB2. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I'm in. I'm a Patriots fan, as you can see some of the stuff behind me. And uh, I guess we don't have – we're rooting to lose, but I guess it is fun still to watch Zeke out there. <laughs> I'm, I've always been a Zeke guy, so I was very excited when he came to the team. I was like, yeah, we got him. Crop top bully in the house. Nice. Uh, Falcons Panthers. I'm hoping this game gets postponed due to some sort of weather related flooding or something. You know, <laughs> like I really am. I'm like, how much exactly how high does the flood need to be for this game to get canceled? Right. <laughs> like, but you know, weather's supposed to be bad, man. Can you trust Pitts in London in something like this? Uh, because of the weather and because of their quarterback situation, no, I don't feel great about having them out there this week. And I'll, I'll keep it sweet because it's short and sweet because right. we were trying to get yeah. through it here. But yeah, I, I don't feel great about having those guys in my life. Pro- producer Tony pointed out, and I saw this tickets are going for 45 cents to that game. Yikes. Yeah. So I saw screenshots, dude. I, I would go 50 cents, dude. <laughs> Hell yeah. Get your poncho <laughs> pretty- going, your rain poncho, and away you go. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. I would actually buy the seats as far back. See if maybe I can get under underneath some sort of uh, the the rows above me. Nice. Uh, Giants at Saints. Uh, we got a question in the chat on this one, so it makes it easy. Nick Mullins, Tommy Cutlet, or Desmond Ritter. Ryan, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> Man, yeah. I guess you just ride the the fun story of Tommy DeVito, right? Like let's hey, let's just go with it and see what go. happens. It's I'm the most Italian. fun option because none of those none of those are great. You would think that this is easier to make look good, but I, I, I swear I'm not Italian enough to do it. I'm too German. It, it looks German when I do it. You know what I mean? Like I, I can't do it. It's it's you really got to have that Italian in you to make it look good. Uh, Buccaneers. We're not talking about Taysom Hill ever. Uh, Buccaneers at Packers. Uh, let's see in this one. Jaden Reed has been hot, man. Where are you putting him? Are you buying the hype with the Jaden Reed? Yeah, I think in this situation with the way that they're finding, you know, different ways that they get the ball in his hands, I think he's more of a low-end wide receiver too right now and a guy I'm, I'm very excited to have in my lineups and a guy that, man, do I regret. I have one redraft league that's very, very deep 
And my wide receiver three spot has been that one that's just been the struggle all year long. And I let him go earlier in the year to pick up some oh. of his injuries. And it's a very short bench. It's only like four players in your bench. So some of those bye weeks, it gets tough. Can I let him go? And man, do I wish I had him in my lineup right now. The one who got away. Exactly. Yeah. So for those for those at home, this is the part of the show sheet where we're supposed to draft the FFPC team. Which So this was, be, this was supposed to be the halfway point of the show. So there you go. Uh, <laughs> We talked enough about commanders and Rams during the FFPC, so I'm going to skip sure. that one. Uh, 49ers are easy. You start Purdy, Debo, IU, CMC, and Kittle. There you go. Start That's, them all. Yeah. Start use check if you have a fullback spot. Uh, you worried about McBride real quick? No, no, no. I actually have him ranked fairly high. Dude, he's a, he's a focal point of the offense. I know it's it's a bad matchup, right? Like, But this guy, the way he's been utilized, I really don't think they can go away from him. I really don't think that the, the 49ers can just blanket him to the point where they're not going to look at him. I don't yeah. think he's going to have a ton of yards, but I mean, I'm starting. I'm starting. And Same. a lot of other guys have bad matchups too. Like obviously Hawk and Laporte have amazing matchups, but like, I don't know, man, like, you know, the Ingram against the Ravens isn't a easy matchup either. Right. Like, so it's, you got to just play them. Uh, Cowboys at Bills. Who wins this football game, Justin? That's because that a lot of implications, real life implications on this game. There it is. Dude. I, All right. All I've, right. I've changed my, my tune a couple weeks ago. I will admit that I thought the season was potentially over for them, but with the way that they've been playing now, um, I think there's a, a chance I'm starting to believe again. I'm starting to believe again that there is a chance that they could win out and actually take that division. It's, I mean, the dolphins are getting gross at the right time and the dolphin schedule is actually, and they got a good. very tough schedule. Yeah. yeah. So, hey, good for you guys. I always like Bills fans, even as a Patriots fan, you know, just good-natured folks. Are you going to get a uh, 86 jersey, Dalton Kincaid? I, I don't have any Bills jerseys, actually, at the moment. I'm not really you a, kidding big, me? I'm not a I, big jersey guy. I got tons of shirts and hat. I mean, I'm wearing a Bills hat right now. Tons of that stuff, but no no. Jersey. I have a Bills jersey. <laughs> All right, maybe I got to get Patriots one. Fan. <laughs> Love it. Oh, nice. There you go. The Thurman Thomas. All right, let's wrap this one up. Uh, Ravens, Jaguars, who wins that one? Implications. That's going to be the the Ravens. Yeah, Yeah. I think it's going to be that huge game for Lamar like we talked about. Yeah, had a question in the chat. Trevor Lawrence, trust level? Uh, Worried. Worried about Trevor Lawrence in that matchup. I know we've seen some other quarterbacks do pretty well against them, but uh, yeah, I think Lawrence isn't out there with all of his weapons. They got some injuries in the offensive line. So yeah, concerned about him. Monday Night Football, can the, can, can the Seahawks beat the Eagles? It's a three, only three-point spread. I, I don't think that they're going to, no. I think that the Eagles are going to get right in that game. I agree. All right, we got to get out of here. Uh, let everybody know what you got going on, where they can find you, man. Thank you so much for coming on. Really appreciate you, dude. Well, thank you for coming on my show a couple weeks ago. Uh, you can find all my work over at The Score. You can download the app, not just for my content, but all the awesome work that we're doing across all sports over there at The Score. The Score Fantasy Football Podcast. We're going five days a week right now, doing everything we can to help you get to the fantasy championship and hopefully take home a title. So, yeah, check all that stuff out. And you can find me on, on Twitter, X, at Justin Boone. I tell you, everybody complained last week about the Yahoo Sportacular box score. I was sitting here looking at my score app, and I was like, hey, I don't got any problems I always, over here. Yeah, I use the score even before I work there, so that tells That's me something. I don't, we, don't, we don't got trouble over here, so there you go. <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. Thank you in the chat. Tony, thank you behind the glass. We're out of here. Take it easy.